There's nothing that suggests that this isn't going to be a long night yeah. mm -hmm. uh, for all of those races, and they all have to be settled, basically, yeah. before we know what's going to happen in the United States Senate, unless there's a surprise. Long surprise. night. Ha, long week, maybe. Long, yeah. long, <laughs> month, right? long, long month. Maybe long month. Maybe long here to December. To December. <laughs> Rachel Maddow on the MSDNC crowd last night. Uh, it was a long night, and it's, uh, you know, um, long night's journey in today because we're still not done, which is not a big surprise. As I said yesterday, and it was Michael Piercy's line, actually, said, uh, one thing's for sure, tomorrow morning we still won't know who the president of the United States is. A cat scratch fever. Happy Wednesday to you with an asterisk. The red wave that wasn't. The red trickle, the finger pointing. But it, I know we still haven't even locked up the House of Representatives yet, and the Senate is still in play. So it's not like, uh, you know, all hope is lost or something like that. It's not like that at all. Um... You know, Tim Ryan in Ohio lost his uh, Senate race, the uh, Democrat did, and that's a, that's a very important uh, Senate seat. The, uh, every Senate seat is an important Senate seat at this point because we're, uh, we're at 48-48. Democrats have secured 48 seats and the Republicans have secured 48 seats. You need 51 uh, in order to have a majority in a body of 100. As you might imagine, got to help with uh, the math. There might be Democrats listening and, and all of that. We, um, we got a lot of moving parts here. And um, President Trump is in the middle of all of this for a variety of reasons. And his name is being invoked in, in left-wing circles and in right-wing circles, in conservative media and in liberal media. And uh, it's a fascinating business, this politics, no doubt about it. Uh, how did the Trump candidates do, the uh, Trump's, and, and how did the candidates, you know, the Democrat Party funded candidates and supported candidates, Republican candidates, that they believed were too extreme, too extreme, and could never win? Uh, how did that game turn out? We'll uh, have some results for you on that. In the meantime, Ron DeSantis just mopped the floor with, uh, with Charlie Crist. Who lost? This is uh, this is kind of an amazing one too. It's like Beto O'Rourke has now lost three races and spent 164 million Democrat Party dollars to lose three races. Where Charlie Crist, a little more interesting than that. Charlie Crist has run for governor three times and he's lost three times. But here's the interesting part: he's run as a Republican, as an Independent, and as a Democrat, and he's lost as all three. That's pretty impressive. Um, also, at long, long last, uh, the the serial election denier, crazy election denier in Georgia has apparently finally conceded a race. Stacey Abrams lost uh, to, uh, to Kemp, and, it's, and that's a big deal. Now, we're still waiting on the results of the Senate race there because Herschel Walker did not mop the floor with Raphael Warnock. Uh, nor did Warnock mop the floor with, with Herschel Walker, and it may lead to a 
a runoff election because somebody has to win 50% of the vote and there is a libertarian in there who has apparently taken about 3% of the vote, which could make all the difference in the world when it comes to a runoff. And in the end, control of the United States Senate may ride on, may rest on that Georgia Senate race. And we may not know until December. And then if the Democrats have their way, who knows, we may never know because... Uh, but honestly, as we, we were uh, just discussing a, a couple of minutes ago, we need to fix our broken electoral system. The Democrats broke it. They, uh, they were breaking it before the Wuhan Red Death came along. Then they jumped on the Wuhan Red Death uh, bandwagon, and they, um, and they made it worse and worse and worse. And this, oh, we're going to count votes for days and weeks after what we laughingly call Election Day, because we have election season instead of election day. How did we ever become the world's most prosperous, successful, and functional republic onto the electoral system that we had before the Democrats came along and fixed it? Honestly. But Governor Abbott wins easily, beating Robert Francis O'Rourke uh, in Texas. And again, he has now run three times, spent $164 million, and he has nothing to show for it but a skateboard. And that is a pretty remarkable political story. Uh, Stacey Abrams finally concedes. Not clear if she's conceding for both gubernatorial races or just yesterday's. But she, and not on camera, as I understand it. She still hasn't conceded on camera. So I don't consider it to be official until she does that. Um, and it has been observed that they are both amazing, O'Rourke and Stacey Abrams, at setting Democrat money on fire. You imagine having your political party spend $164 million on you in three races and they haven't won anything? Pretty amazing. Brian Kemp wins, uh, and that is a, uh, that is a big deal. The, uh, in the Senate, John Fetterwoman won and will be going to the Senate uh, as the, like the, you know, the hunchback of the Capitol Dome. He's going to wear a hoodie and not understand anything and not be able to say anything. And then he'll step down and they'll give the job to his wife, just like they do in the Philippines or in Argentina. Because, you know, the Democrats are, are basically a third world country. What is wrong with demanding for an easy, safe kind of their income, a path to a safe place for them to win? Or excuse me, to, to work. That's my guy. See, that's, you know, when you're a Democrat, you're in Pennsylvania, you see that and you hear that and you say, that's my man. I'm voting for him. That's, that's the guy. And in New York, Kathy Hochul beats Lee Zeldin because New Yorkers want more crime, more people thrown in front of subway trains by mentally ill criminals and, uh, and on and on. Now, speaking of mentally ill criminals, I want to remind you of the the Pew Research study that found that white liberals disproportionately suffer from mental illness. That's the, uh, the headline and the story. It's quite a remarkable story. And uh, the news media has buried this story because it doesn't serve the interests of the Democratic Party very well. But it was not long ago that the survey from a 2020 Pew poll indicates that white liberals disproportionately suffer from mental illness versus their conservative counterparts. The study 
examined white liberals, moderates, and conservatives. Both male and female found that conservatives were far less likely to be diagnosed with mental health issues than those who identified as either liberal or very liberal. The more liberal you identify as, the more likely it is you have a mental illness. And uh, more prominent among liberal women than liberal men. Young white women suffered the worst. White women aged 18 to 29 who identified as liberal were given a mental health diagnosis from medical professionals at a rate of 56.3%. 27% among conservatives. But uh, never mind that. You know, that works for them on election day. And that's why you get Fetterman and, and Joe Biden. Because... Well, it's certainly a major factor, a driving factor. I've got to say, pretty amazing stuff. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, there, there are other stories today as well, but obviously Election Day is the, the big, gigantic uh, story. Although, you know, there's Brittany Griner, the WNBA uh, player in jail in Russia because they're commies there. They're lefties there. They, they take people hostage and then trade for them and things like that. Um, Brittany Griner is being transferred to a Russian penal colony. A penal colony? What kind of a colony is that? Well, it's, um, uh, I don't think she's going to like it. Let's just, uh, let's just say being transferred to a penal colony. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Man, uh, that is, uh, completely crazy. Also because it's election day and, and the Democrats are, uh, dominant in Pennsylvania and in New York. Pennsylvania state representative re-elected despite being dead. I'm sorry, what? What's that? That's the story today. A Pennsylvania state representative who died last month was re-elected during the midterm elections. Democrat Anthony Tony DeLuca. Tony DeLuca. He's uh, met with, uh, got a shovel and a bag of lime. Died on October 9th after a brief battle with lymphoma. Uh, and uh, he was 85 years old, the Pennsylvania House Democratic Caucus wrote. DeLuca was Pennsylvania's longest-serving state representative, according to the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, and um, he was re-elected yesterday to another term in office because, you know, got to tell you, he had an opponent. His opponent was the Green Party, Green Party, whose name is Kinonia Zara Livingston and Kiona uh, Kionia lost to a dead uh, candidate, which is it's got to be a little hurtful, doesn't it? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. That's uh, that's your Democrat Party. I know the dead guy. Sure, why not? Isn't that amazing? Uh uh uh. The um, CNN people. CNN polling chief sticks knife in Democrats playing with fire by boosting MAGA loons and uh, the, the uh, CNN and uh, media people. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Let's start with Pennsylvania and the uh, governor's race there, right? Which uh, I think is one of the marquee races. Look at the margin. Josh Shapiro over Doug Mastriano. Nearly 13-point margin. 13-point margin. The uh, Doug Mastriano lost 
And uh, these are the people that the, the Democrats funded because they thought they were too extreme. The Republicans, they funded Republicans thinking they were too extreme so they could never win. How did that uh, come out? Um, CNN taking issue with this. However, the, uh, they, the, the, the Democrats, it, it mostly worked, right? Because the, uh, uh, the, the, the extremists that the Democrats funded and picked did not fare very well yesterday. All right, let's, uh, let's take a phone call, Michael, because I know people want to talk about this. Let's go to, let's go to Mike calling from Washington, D.C., which is our nation's capital. Michael, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris, nice to talk to you again. How you doing? Very well, Michael. Thank you. All right. I'm looking at an 8,000-foot view here, okay? Uh-huh. Ohio, Texas, and Florida changed their voting laws to make it um, harder to cheat. You had to show identification, okay? Mm-hmm. And you saw a significant increase in people voting Republican and a significant drop in absentee ballots being dropped off for Democrats. Hmm. And specifically in Florida, everyone is saying Palm Beach County and Miami County went significantly for DeSantis. If you remember when he won in 2018, there was a bunch of fraud going on in those two counties. They took several days to count, and both those election officials were then fired. And those are the counties he swung. Right. Yeah, Miami-Dade, huge. And the uh, Latino vote, also huge um, for DeSantis and for Marco Rubio and for Republicans. And uh, it looks like, uh, you know, all the Republicans that left New York, uh, leaving New York in the grips of, of radical, nutty lefties, you know, talk about extreme candidates. But you make a very sound point, Michael, that you make a simple change like show an ID and suddenly the Democrats aren't doing so well, huh? Ohio and Texas did the same thing. So that bolsters that argument. So, yes, you can say a lot of people moved to Florida and they did. Okay. Yeah. But now requiring the ID, you see the drop in the absentee ballots in lower income areas. Okay where there are allegations of people harvesting ballots. And you see them cleaning the voter rolls, and there's a big, big difference. Very, very interesting. Very good, Michael. Um, yeah, uh, that's, you know, we're going to have to dissect about uh, 80 different things uh, because there's a presidential election. Now, we start the presidential campaign today. This is what, it's the permanent campaign. I've been talking about the permanent campaign for years and it's awful, and it's exhausting, and it's not healthy for our political system. But it makes for TV ratings, and all these politicians want to be on TV because it's all a terrible television show. Thank you, Michael. Right about now, seasonal excitement, or dread, is probably starting to settle in, especially for small business owners. But it's not too late to get your holiday mailing and shipping under control with Stamps.com. Sign up right now and you'll be printing your own postage in minutes today, this afternoon. 
Stamps.com is your one-stop shop for all your shipping and mailing needs. Get access to the USPS, the United States Postal Service, and UPS services that you need to run your business right from your computer, from home, from your office. No lines, no driving, no parking, no traffic, no hassle. All you need uh, is uh, a computer. And listen, if you need a package pickup, you can schedule it easily with your Stamps.com dashboard. This holiday season, trade in late nights for silent nights and get started with Stamps.com today. Sign up with the promo code PLANTE, P-L-A-N-T-E, for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale with no long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the home page, and enter the code PLANTS. Yeah, yeah, and uh, President Trump very much a part of the discussion today on all sides of the aisle. How many sides are there? Well, more than two. We're at 888-630-9625. There's only one Chris Plant. The Chris Plant Show. Hey, it's Chris Plant inviting you on our 2023 sea cruise. Next June, we'll be headed to the beautiful Mediterranean, sailing from Barcelona to Portugal, with stops in Ibiza, Casablanca, and more. For details, visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Let's go back to the phones, Michael. Uh, Let's go to Walter calling from Pennsylvania, which embarrassed itself yesterday. Walter, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hi, Chris. Thank you so much for taking my call. I'm just uh, so incredibly uh, frustrated and so incredibly disappointed, and uh, it's just been uh, really difficult for me uh, since last night. But uh, I'm... Well, I have the point I like to make, sir, and first of all, I want to start out by uh, someday I'm looking forward to uh, watching you get the, the uh, congressional or whatever it is, the National Medal of Freedom wrapped around your neck someday. I would just love to see that happen, and I, I appreciate your show so very much. But uh, one of my biggest pet peeves is with, uh, uh, with pundits that uh, could, if they would consider, please, that when they – when they mention anything about Donald Trump, it's always the Donald Trump this, Donald Trump that, and and you and I think a lot of people, some of the independents, maybe even some of the Democrat or some of the Republicans, are not so enamored with his personality. But my point, sir, is why couldn't there be every single time that Trump is mentioned, it would be the Trump anti-corruption administration or the. Or the Trump I want you to hang on. Can you hang on for a minute? Because I don't want to leave you hanging there, Walter. This is the Chris Plant Show. All right, I uh, I apologize. That was a, a clock management issue, as they say in the in the business. But uh, Walter, uh, thank you for hanging in there. And uh, Walter is calling from Pennsylvania was expressing his disappointment with the election results in Pennsylvania last night in the Senate and the governor's mansion and uh, voting for more crime and more mayhem in Pennsylvania. You got a lot of Democrats around you, Walter. Absolutely, Chris. Uh, the, uh, the, what, what seems to be uh, the problem is that just common sense doesn't, isn't even close around here. I, you know, to, to be in a state that continues to uh, support uh, things like uh, uh, 
you know, the, the uh, like I say, at the um, way with which uh, fossil fuels are going to be put away, uh, all these things, it's just incredibly frustrating. I apologize. I'm just so nervous because I am just so incredibly frustrated. These these people, like you say, you know, these people that think that they're not going to get double-crossed, I mean, think about what's going on in Florida right now. Uh, the, the Republicans, in, in many ways, if, if, it's a, if it's locked up down there, there's no reason to spend any money. Uh, in, in, in Florida, they're going to they're be fine. Do you think anybody in the in the federal government is going to spend or pay attention to to anything going on in in Pennsylvania when it's been locked up for the Democrats? That this our, our our future is so bleak in my mind, and and there's no question that they're we're going to be double crossed by the Democratic leadership. It's well, the, you know, one of the things I've been saying for many years, Walter, and you're yeah, you're saying now that uh, uh, it appears and it and it's true that. Florida is a Republican state through and through, uh, and and that the uh, Latino vote was, it just made a, there was a major swing in Florida, the Latino vote to Republicans, Ron DeSantis, Marco Rubio, away from the Democrats. Um, it's true, a lot of people have relocated over the last couple of years to Florida, and they, a lot of people did it because of the conservative governor, who, you know, DeSantis won by uh, four years ago, the governorship by about one half of one percentage point. And yesterday he won in a veritable landslide by by comparison. And he won Miami-Dade and he won the Latino vote, and which should have been a Republican vote all along if the Republicans know how to, you know, do politics, which they very often don't. Will the federal government and the Biden administration try to freeze out Florida because it's not a Democrat state? And I do believe that they are that petty and vindictive. I believe that they are that drunk with power, and uh, I believe that they are, they're awful people and they're corrupt, and they would seek to commit damage to their political enemies, and they see almost everyone around them as their political enemies. Uh, you know, if you're not a hardcore lefty, goose-stepping with them. Also, you mentioned common sense. You know, I've been saying for uh, quite some time now, common sense is my superpower, and that and that common sense isn't, right? That is to say it isn't common. Friendly fire isn't. Common sense isn't. The Democratic Party isn't. And you mentioned energy sources in Pennsylvania and fracking and how important it is to the economy there. Hillary Clinton promised to put coal mining out of business and coal miners out of business and coal mining companies um, uh, would go belly up under Hillary Clinton. And, and Joe Biden promises the same thing. And and, uh, you know, they're anti-energy. And now uh, Democrat governor, Democrat uh, senators from Pennsylvania. And you're going to have anti, you know, which means they're anti-Pennsylvania e- e- economy or at least economic health, which is a pretty amazing thing to see. You have every reason, Walter, to be very disappointed and upset. Um, and, uh, you know, the Presidential Medal of Freedom, I, I think, uh, you know, probably won't happen under Joe Biden. I'm just guessing here, Walter. That's uh, that's my thinking. Hi, uh, I'll, you know, thank you, Walter. Thank you very much, and thanks for hanging in there. And and don't be all gloom and doom because the House of Representatives, although it's still not decided, the uh, the House of Representatives will be presumably in the hands of the Republican Party and the stumbling, bumbling Kevin McCarthy. But at least, at least, the Democrats cannot give the bums rush to every radical idea 
that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar come up with and Bernie Sanders in the Senate, at least they can't just get through everything. They want trillions in spending because the House of Representatives will be there to hit the brakes when the Democrats get crazy, which is every day. The Senate is not completely out of reach at this point, but it is, um, it's a, you know, it's a tough road to hoe at, at this point. It's, it, you know, and honestly, it's, it's almost a break even because there are 48 Democrat seats and 48 Republican seats right now locked in, and the rest of the competitions are in limbo. And, um, you know, we'll keep our fingers crossed and keep a very close eye on, on what's going on there because, you know, we don't trust our, our system anymore. Many millions of Americans, and I'm among them, I don't trust the FBI, I don't trust the intelligence community, and I don't trust, I think we need to keep a very close eye on and monitor what we're doing on election day or election month, election season in the United States of America because the left has taken a very healthy, a very healthy, that's the Democrat Party, the left, red, the reds have taken a very, very healthy, the world's healthiest system of electing political leaders, and they have demolished it. Am I right? They have shattered confidence, public confidence, in our system of electing leaders. Uh, here we are, a day after Election Day. We don't know who won. How long is it going to take? I don't know how long it's going to take. Where is it going to take so long? Well, you know, that's... Uh, da, 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 da. And you get this, uh, this, you know, steady stream of BS. Let's go to... Um, Let's go to Ron DeSantis for a little bit of cheerful news, because there's a lot to talk about, obviously. Uh, let's go to Ron DeSantis from his victory speech last night. This is a man with a political future. After four years, the people have delivered their verdict. Freedom is here to stay. And the crowd went wild. They're chanting two more years. They're chanting two more years. It was a great moment in American political history. Chanting two more years because in two more years, there's a presidential election. And Florida voters love Ron DeSantis. And they're already saying last night. I mean, come on. Uh, two more years, they're chanting. It's pretty darn funny. Um and, and there is some folderol going on between President Trump and Ron DeSantis that I also hope to get to. Um, and um, uh, I don't like it. Let me just say that I don't like it. There's nothing to like about this folderol going on between the two. Ron DeSantis last night. We saw freedom in our very way of life in so many other jurisdictions in this country wither on the vine. Florida held the line. We chose facts over fear. We chose education over indoctrination. We chose law and order over rioting and disorder. Uh, rioting and disorder, but those are the, that's the Democrat Party's platform. 
He left out looting, should build in looting with the Democrat Party's platform. The uh, Newsweek magazine has the headline today, Ron DeSantis, now favorite over Donald Trump to win 2024 election, according to bookmakers. The bookmakers, you know, the Las Vegas uh, bookmaker types. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has overtaken Donald Trump as the favorite to win the 2024 election after the former president uh, suffered a number of losses in the midterms. Um, that may or may, may not be true. I'm not sure that I would put it that way myself. But that's the, that's the you know, the Newsweek magazine take on it. Uh, Jim Acosta, speaking of radical left-wing, America-hating extremists, he is a threat to our democracy, according to the New York Times. He's a mainstream news media. The New York Times told me the news media is the number one threat to our democracy. And Jim Acosta certainly uh, falls into that category. Jim Acosta tweeted today, this advisor said it is unlikely. He's speaking to a, an alleged Trump advisor anonymously, of course. This Trump advisor said it's unlikely Trump would delay his expected presidential announcement, which may be coming on the 15th. There is an announcement that President Trump will make an announcement November 15th. And uh, more details, uh, not too mysterious, I think. But uh, Jim Acosta, radical left-wing America-hitting, Trump-hitting, CNN fraud, said uh, the uh, Trump advisory spoke to said Trump would uh, delay his expected presidential announcement because it's too humiliating to delay. But the advisor said, I mean, this is uh, just classic CNN stuff here. The advisor said there are too many unknowns at this point. And according to Jim Acosta, talking to an alleged Trump advisor, said Trump is livid, screaming at everyone after last night's disappointing midterm results for the GOP. The advisor went on to uh, slam the former president's hand-picked contenders, saying they were all bad candidates. Candidates matter. Now, this is the news media is just constantly waging jihad against the Republican Party, Republican political prospects, and, of course, President Trump. You know, let's let's be clear about that. As this crowd is chanting that there are members of the press here who suck, I should also point out, Wolf, what also sucks, getting the coronavirus. Jim Acosta had a, a Trump rally long ago. Uh, the crowd was chanting, CNN sucks, uh, which it does. And now the New York Times tells us that the news media is the number one threat to our democracy. 84% of Americans, according to the New York Times, see the news media as the number one threat to our democracy. The Democrats keep, keep talking about the threat to our democracy, our democracy is in danger. Turns out that we, the American people, 84% of us, think that a uh, news media is either a major threat or a minor threat to our very democracy. Ron DeSantis last night at his victory speech. Florida was a refuge of sanity when the world went mad. We stood as a citadel of freedom for people across this country and indeed across the world. And indeed across the world. Uh, and, and as a fact, I tell you what, he's, he's uh, feeling his oats. He's coming into his own. Ron DeSantis. We fight the woke in the legislature. We fight the woke in the schools. We fight the woke in the corporations. We will never, ever surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die. You know, why is it that Brazil can have a giant country geographically 
Why is it Brazil can have their election results in hand in three hours and the United States, it takes months? The answer is the Democrats here in the United States. That's why. Uh, Ron DeSantis last night. Now, while our country flounders due to failed leadership in Washington, Florida is on the right track. I believe the survival of the American experiment requires a revival of true American principles. Florida has proved that it can be done. This guy is a uh, great uh, political talent with a uh, brilliant future. Chanting two more years is interesting. Uh, President Trump is now taking shots at DeSantis and uh, not so thinly veiled threats have been tossed out there about some uh, uh, President Trump saying he's got dirt on DeSantis. And I, I, t- I was texting with friends about this, and I'm, I, I've got to say, I, I, did, I don't like any of this. I don't like it at all. And I, I said to one friend, I, I texting in a text thread, I said, well, you know, uh, politics is an individual sport, but it's also a team sport. And I think you shouldn't destroy your own team. That's uh, what I think. Ron DeSantis. We've accomplished more than anybody thought possible four years ago, but we've got so much more to do, and I have only begun to fight. God bless you all. Thank you very much. Thank you for a historic landslide victory. Historic landslide victory. Um, Yesterday, I think we played Gail King on CBS, uh, CBS morning show yesterday, uh, saying, well, gosh, I'm really concerned there's going to be violence on Election Day. Well, there, there was some, but it's probably not what Gail King was concerned about. Um, so I, I, want to, I want to get to the, another uh, mad church-burning arsonist Democrat Election Day um, racial component because you know how Democrats are. It's kind of a, another burning of the Reichstag moment because this is today's Democrat Party. And, and honestly, why is it that uh, Brazil can hold an election better than the United States of America? The answer is Democrats, one-word answer. And I've got a lot more for you on that. And uh, also the church burnings, the latest Democrat Party church burnings, They've loved to burn churches for decades now, and they were burning more yesterday. I'll get to that. It was election day, but the news media won't cover it, so I'll share it with you. Did you know that banks can legally confiscate your money to bail themselves out? The only catch is it has to be during extraordinary times. Well, with the economy and the world in the shape that it's in right now, don't you think this time qualifies as extraordinary times? You should call 888-446-5320 to get your personal personal wealth protection guide. My friends at American Alternative Assets are there to help you protect your retirement savings by rolling your IRA or 401k into a gold IRA. Fact is, you can hold physical gold and silver in your retirement account while still maintaining its tax-deferred status. So call 888-446-5320 today to get your free wealth protection guide. This guide will give you all the answers that you need for all the questions you have. Protect your savings now before it's too late. Call American Alternative Assets at 888-4-GOLD-20 to secure your free gold and silver guide today. 888-446-5320. 
Individual results may vary. There's no guarantee that past performance will indicate future results. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we may not hold the, the, the Senate, take control of the Senate. We should have the House. We should know that by today. But we'll always have Guam. We got Guam back. We haven't had Guam for 40 years. But we secured the non-voting delegate in Guam. Finally, Guam flipped. You're listening to The Chris Plant Show. Yesterday, a group of friends and I on a, on a, on a group chat got a Washington Examiner piece. Early returns yesterday afternoon. The red wave rolls through Guam as Republicans pick up their first win because they're a day ahead. You know, they're in the Pacific Ocean. And the Washington Examiner had the story that the uh, it's the first time since 1993 that Republicans won. They have a non-voting delegate uh, sends, that they send to Congress. Uh, and they have the election every two years. We have, we have one of those in Washington, D.C. also. Eleanor Holmes Norton. But a Republican won in Guam for the first time since 1993. So Republican James Moylan defeated his Democratic opponent, the first GOP pickup in Congress uh, as the beginning of the wave. That reminded us of Hank Johnson, Georgia Democrat Hank Johnson, who was concerned that Guam would flip over if we put too many Marines on one side. My fear is that... uh... The whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and, uh, and capsize. Well, uh, Guam finally flipped. Uh, the Republicans flipped Guam yesterday. Hank Johnson was just a man ahead of his time. You may remember he was also very concerned that we wouldn't live in a world without helium balloons, and that, that concerned him. Imagine, Mr. Speaker, a world without balloons. This is a Democrat member of Congress. I want you to know that yesterday, Hank Johnson was reelected with 78.5% of the vote. He thought that Guam might flip over because he, think it's not an, he thinks it's not an island that goes down to the floor of the ocean. It was more like a Frisbee or a raft in your pool. Every story eventually comes to an end. This June, hear the final episode of Season 2 of the hit podcast series In the Red Clay, Durham. In the Red Clay tells the unbelievable true story of Billy Sunday Burt, the most dangerous man in Georgia history. In the podcast that people are calling riveting, incredibly moving, captivating, and addicting. Binge Seasons 1 and 2 of In the Red Clay now, wherever you listen. 